Hey everyone, just want to encourage you to find us on your listening platform and give us a rating. Anywhere you listen to that has a rating system, go on over and give us a rating and maybe leave us a review. Let us know your thoughts. These ratings really do help. Thank you so much for listening. On to this week's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Remakes, Reboots, and Revivals. This is going to be a mid-year recap for the year 2023 so far. It's mm-hmm. July, so it's it's a little later than we would typically do since June is the halfway point. But I mean, better late than never. So yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, they say Christmas in July, right? So Exactly. Christmas came early, everybody. You're welcome. So uh, before we get into the recap, though, and talking about some of our favorite and least favorite properties... Do you have any news, Rolando? <laughs> no, I thought I did, but I didn't flag it, so mm. it slipped my mind. Well, I don't know what it was. It's, it clearly was not important. Maybe. I feel like you would have gotten excited, or one of us would have. I just yeah. don't remember. Well, the one thing I can say is that they released the Wonka trailer today. Oh, maybe that's it. The yeah. Wonka trailer got released, which features Timothy Chalamet. Yes, in a musical uh, picture. Oh, it's a musical? It's a I musical. I see the trailer. Yep. Uh, we will be covering that, so. Which... I knew one of us would get excited. <laughs> it certainly wasn't. Yeah. I will also, I don't know. I'm not, like, married to the Willy Wonka and the Charlie, Chocolate, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory properties. So I'm like, do we really need a Wonka origin story? I mean, we didn't need one about... Cruella de Vil, and I like that one. Yes. Well, Disney, we expect those things. But now it's like Raul Dahl we're getting, you know. It's every, just got, everybody's getting it. I mean, Matilda was also another good one. Mm. And that was, that was That was different. That was just a retelling and a musical retelling. It wasn't like Matilda's origin story. I mean, her whole story is kind of like her origin story. I see. Uh, so. I guess. Um, I mean, I don't. No, I don't know. Is, is this related to the the Tim Burton one, or is it just like its own standalone thing? I'm pretty sure it's its own know. standalone thing that could maybe tie in with both films, because chronologically speaking, they both exist within... Like, well, no, because both Charlie exists in both, and one's retelling. But, like, they both can use that Timothy Chalamet as, like, you know, their origin stories, I think, so... Mm. Yeah, Which one do you like uh, better, by the way? Charlie or Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory? Uh, I, I like Charlie in the Chocolate Factory better. I like Willy Wonka way better. Oh. I Again, you're... That's an unpopular opinion. What? The 70s one is so good. Oh, wait a minute. That's Willy Wonka. You're yeah, right. that's Willy Wonka. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> that's... Yeah, no, I was going to say, superior, what? That is a superior film. That I movie's would've... definitely kind of iconic in its own way, so... No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would agree. I'm sorry. I messed up. I thought for a second I got the title. I, I just woke up from a nap, so... <laughs> what a nice life. I love it. Um, yeah, so that's that's some news. Uh, and our other news is that in mid-August, if you are in the tri-state area, in particular, you are in Jersey City, on Wednesday, August 16th, you should stop by Pint... Not pint. What am I talking about? You should stop Corgis. by Corgi's, uh, the distillery in Jersey City, because we will be hosting a queer trivia night that is all focused on queer media and queer representation. 
And we're really excited to host that. We're going to be partnering with Hudson Pride, maybe even Jersey City Pride. And there's going to be some cool stuff that you can possibly win. Some free testing available and some really good gin drinks to mm. drink. So And some good trivia to play. Yeah. Yeah. So stop on by. We'll keep reminding you as we get closer to it. That we will. All right. So recap 2023. Good year so far? Good or bad year? Um, It's been a... Uh a better year than worse so far. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's fine. It's not like the most exciting year. I'm more excited for things to come than some of the things that have came, but some of the wins have been really strong. So I think it's a pretty decent overall year. Wait, we, Oh, we did watch all quiet on the Western front. Yes, so we have a list in front of us of all yeah, the properties. I have a properties. list in front of me, and I'm like, looking back, I'm just like, we covered this? Yeah, did we? Did we? So, yeah, let's Except, refresh yeah. our audience's memory. Um, when it comes to films, and we're counting everything that we covered from the start of January to currently, we covered Matilda, the film on Netflix, mm-hmm. Avatar Way of Water, which is a revival because it took them many years to make that film. That constitutes as reviving the property. Okay. All Quiet on the Western Front. Yeah. History of the World Part 2. The that super was a TV show. That was it was kind of a film broken up into a TV show, but yeah, I put it in films. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yes. Evil Dead Rise. Mm-hmm. Peter Pan and Wendy. Mm-hmm. Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Mm-hmm. The Little Mermaid. The Flash and Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Right? Yeah, I, I will say so far out of that list of movies, like I would say more surprises, like pleasantly surprised than disappointments. Absolutely. Do you have a clear favorite out of that list? Uh not a clear favorite because I think a lot of these movies surprised me in one way or another. Like I actually mm. liked Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Amongst Thieves, a lot. I also enjoyed Evil Dead Rise a lot. And, uh, oh, Matilda was another one that I think it just yeah. came up in conversation with me and Eddie. And I was, that's like a movie that just did not think I would like. And I became so enamored with it. So, yeah, I, uh, there's, there's a few movies here that I, I really, really like. Uh, the Flash is another one where, like, I'm conflicted because I think Michael Keaton had so, so much fun in the role and, like, seeing him yeah. brought back such nostalgia for me that it's like, how could I not? Indiana Jones had, I mean, the woman from Fleabag, she was just so good in it that it just, like, really made me like that movie a lot. Yeah, so no, good. I mean, this was just, a, it was, so far in terms of movies, like, I will say it's like, been a, a solid year where a lot of these movies have brought in something that I really, really enjoyed. Oh, Super Mario Brothers. I think the the animation was just, like, gorgeous. Yeah. 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 I mean, I didn't see Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, not quite the fan of Evil Dead Rise like you were. Not quite the fan of Peter Pan and Wendy, although I appreciated some aspects and attempts there. Downright hated History of the World. But mm-hmm. other than that, everything else was pretty solid, and some were surprisingly gratifying than others uh like the little mermaid and indiana jones might be my two favorites at the moment with matilda coming in third really the little mermaid i mean the little mermaid was fine i don't know if it was 
It was surprisingly not terrible, which Disney has just been consistently bad at this point for live action. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's... Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you... I mean, you know, none of these movies are obviously before the year 1980, so like, I'm sure they already... <laughs> they already scored. went down like five points because of that. Exactly. So, yeah, no. Well, Indiana Jones felt like it was straight out of the 80s, so that's why I liked it so much. But. Yeah. And also, like, I don't know. That film was a bomb, right? We can safely say right now it was a box office bomb. Not Indiana a lot of people Jones? turned out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we. I, I wanted to talk about that last week because it, not many people had gone to go see. Not many film. people have gone to see it. The critical reception has been pretty mediocre to downright bad. And I think people are being really hard on it. Uh, I had a good time I, at the theater. I thought on Rotten Tomatoes it was like, <coughs> like uh, 70. Mm, I think it's a little I think it's went down I mean I also don't really judge by Rotten Tomatoes I'm really big on no, Letterboxd I mean, and I've seen a lot of scathing reviews on Letterboxd is Letterboxd but is Letterboxd an aggregate or is that like just the people who are signed up for Letterboxd it's all types of film people uh, not the question like what do they class like do you does you like your review get counted yeah no, so that doesn't. I don't know if I like that. That becomes like an audience match. I need like actual. At least with Rotten Tomatoes, they're verified people from like. Uh, well, it depends or, on which meter you're looking at, though. Uh, I actually prefer Metacritic. Okay, so that wait. Is, the only opinions that matters are critics. Uh, yes, but we're not critics. I know <laughs> you're telling people I'm, no one should listen to our podcast. <laughs> I've been saying that for a while now. Like, <laughs> this is not news for. Well, Rolando truly hates everything, even his own podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. The film yeah. received lukewarm reviews from critics and was a box office bomb. It cost $300 million to make, and it's only grossed 250 so far. That's, and that's international, loss. too. Yep. Yeah. That's like an international. Well, I mean, film. truly, the film, nobody asked for it. And he's a little old, so I guess people aren't rushing to the theater to see an 80-year-old guy, you know finding artifacts i mean yeah so it's like 69 percent on the tomato meter and uh the audience score which i think is more indicative of like the audience reception right is 88 mm-hmm. which i think is accurate right i think it was you know yeah i i think yeah i think people were maybe burned by the previous indiana jones they just didn't care to watch this one uh which is a shame because i actually think this one was better i never saw a skull a skull thing but i think it was a good I think it was a solid film to wrap up like the Indiana Jones saga so far. No, absolutely. Um, yeah. And then when it comes to television shows, we haven't done as many as film. It's been a big year for film, but the shows that we have covered so far, <laughs> talk about backlash, Velma. Unwarranted backlash in my opinion, but yeah. Yeah. Velma. Really, really extreme. Um, that 90s show. That one deserves all the backlash. Again. I know, right? People are being way too nice to that one. Willow. Awful. <laughs> not enjoyable for us. Sorry, guys. Not enjoyable for even, like, fans of the Willow film series. Yeah. Uh, not series, yeah. film. Just no. For us, it's a no. Night Court. Cute. Party Down. Also cute. I like Kinda it. Kind of cute. Grease, Rise of the Pink Ladies. Got canceled. Got canceled. it's going to be removed from its streaming service. That's fucked up. Yeah, that is. Like, because they just want to erase that it ever happened, I guess. Which is a shame because, like, it's not a bad, that was not a bad show. 
they just had so much high hopes for it that they're too embarrassed to look at it anytime they log on to Paramount Plus. I see. I forgot who carried it, but I I don't know why. Like, it makes no sense why I removed it because I think shows like this. It would look. It's not a show that I was going to continue to watch. I did like the premise of it. But I'm not a big musical guy, right? Like, I never really got into Glee, for example. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. And this is what Grease, Rise of the Pink Ladies, felt the most like. It was like a Glee version, even though it was all original music. But it was like a Glee, as far as I was, uh, the closest thing that I could equate yeah, to. Yeah, kind of, yeah. And I, not my cup of tea, but I did like the storyline that it was going with and stuff. So I was kind of excited to see, like, oh, okay, good. So maybe the fans of Grease, which I guess there's none left. <laughs> the world. yeah well they're certainly not looking to watch the paramount plus version of greece and that's the thing too is that you got to be careful when you revive these properties um i'm not saying that this is what i want but a lot of fans you know they don't want you to stray too far i mean people don't even like greece too even though it's clearly the superior film um so they were kind of reaching for the stars with rise of the pink ladies mm-hmm but it's so fucked up that they're just going to take it off streaming. Like, damn. I know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we have two more shows that we also covered. Fatal Attraction. Which I liked. And Dead and Ringers. Have been continued. I have not continued. Okay, so I was going to say, metric of a good show is whether or not you've continued. How much did you continue with Fatal Attraction? Uh, I've been continuing a little by little. I haven't, like, it's not, like, a show that I binge. Okay. Uh, What, what shows did I continue? So out of the shows that I've continued, we continued Velma. I didn't finish Velma, though, but I did continue with past the podcast. Okay. Night Court, I also continued because that one's just, like, easy to just... You watch it in the background. I think it's it's good background noise. Okay. Party Down, I continued up until my subscription ended four stars. Okay. Because I wasn't going to pay extra for it. Yeah. Uh, Fatal Attraction also continued. Haven't finished it yet, though. Okay. So, I did not continue to watch Fatal Attraction. And when we spoke about it on the episode we talked about at least the first two did you see the one that was all from alex's point of view i did and tell me about it uh like i don't want to spoil it for the people in case they haven't seen it but well herein is your spoiler alert guys here is a spoiler alert yeah i kind of it 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 starts painting her to be more of a she her obsession seems to be coming from like a place of uh of hurt does that make sense from her past? Okay. And it's kind of building up, like, why Why is she so... Emo- they're, they're, they're not trying to make her, like, crazy. Obsessed, yes, but not necessarily crazy, but, like, still, like, clearly doing, like, fucked up things to, like, in order to have this relationship be a mm. thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I've been liking it. Okay. So... Anything else you can share? Just because I'm curious as to where the rest of the show goes. Like, you're kind of being very vague. <laughs> I'm trying to be very vague. Because, like, it's, like, one of those things where, like, I actually, I think, I don't know. I guess maybe for the audience, I try to be a little vague just because, like, oh, if you haven't seen it, I don't want to. They've been warned. They it. can go forward 30 seconds. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's been fun. Like, I don't think, in my opinion, I don't think the show is doing anything very different from the original movie, right? Like, I don't oh, think. interesting. Yeah, like. So this idea, like, oh, we got one episode was her point of view, but like her point of view just was just like everything that we kind of like suspected. She was just a, uh, a woman who kind of had the hots for this guy and stuff, and it wasn't. Mm. Like, it didn't seem like it was like anything special. So opinion. she was. She's manipulative. She's definitely manipulative, but she's not. It's not like she's not. There's no vindication in her actions, if that's mm. what we're expecting. Okay, interesting. Yeah. 
And so do we know who he was framed by for her murder? Mm. I haven't gotten that far. Got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, I, it's a show that I've been watching like little by little just when I... Uh, it, it depends, right? Because like, there's shows that like I do like to binge and stuff. Yeah. Sometimes against my will. Okay. Talking about Eddie there <laughs> making me watch some awful <laughs> shows. Uh, but yeah. Well, the only show on this list that I continued to watch and I finished was Dead Ringers. And its defense, it was like a six episode miniseries. So it's not even like a full blown television series. And, you know, start, I was clear about my crush on Rachel Weiss and that, yeah, it had queer content. So I was hooked in kind of like how I finished all of a league of their own. All you got to do is like, you know, give me representation of people that I resonate with and I'm fucking yours. Mm -hmm. So, and dead ringers was good. I think I talked about it. I think I spoiled it on the episode. What happens? I mean, if you listen to that episode, you know what happens in the original film. You can kind of guess where this one's heading. Just kind of gets there in a different way, in a more complex way. Yeah. So. Because uh, you have finished it by the time we saw the. By the time, yes. By the time we recorded the podcast, I had finished it. Right. Yeah. The only one. I did not continue to watch Velma. I didn't continue to watch any of that. Definitely not Willow. I could barely watch Willow. Oh, no. Willow was most certainly like, I didn't even want to. I saw the two or three episodes that I did for the podcast. I was like, done, never again. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> that one should get scrubbed from Disney Plus. Seriously. So I think it actually might be getting scrubbed from Disney really? Plus. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Willow, Disney Plus. That that would that would be good. I want to say that, yeah, Willow was removed from Disney Plus. <laughs> That's crazy. As of May 2023. Um <laughs> And I remember, like, the creators were pissed because it's just like, they're not losing money. Like, they can't write this off. It's already been aired and stuff. So it's just like, why take it off? And just like, it should be. Yeah, no, it absolutely it should absolutely. be. Absolutely. This is like one of the, like, Rise of the Pink Ladies? No. Willow? Yes. yes. <laughs> and I feel like I should be compensated, like, for my time for watching that one. <laughs> so when we do, like, the end of the year recaps, we always have these awards that we give out. And we're not going to do that right now. But I wanted to ask two oh, to yeah, Rolando sure. really quick because... Uh, we're queer and we're Latinx. And so we have two categories that we call Yes Queen, which is your favorite queer moment, and Mi Gente, favorite Latinx moment. So, Rolando, do you know what you would give your Yes Queen moment to any of these properties in terms of queer representation? I know I kind of threw that at you and I apologize. (laughs) No, I know. I'm just trying to think because like, I mean, Fatal Attraction is, I think, is the only one that comes to mind that has, like, any uh, any actual, like, homosexuality off the top of my head. Interesting. Okay. Velma, Maybe... too. Yeah, Velma clearly does with the women. So does Dead Ringers. So does Dead Ringers. I'm trying to think, like... Um... I think I so does Grease Rise of the Pink Ladies. Oh, that's right. Yes, it was, like, at least a, a non-binary yeah. character. Yeah, no. Wow. It's uh so far it's been a weak year for 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 queer identities. Here. It kind of has. It has. Um funny enough though, the one that I'm thinking about, you ended up making a whole reel out of which one? Which is the lesbian undertones in Peter Pan and Wendy. I oh, thought yeah. you were going to talk about that. <laughs> no, I don't think I would count that one because like it wasn't there. I it think wasn't. It was... Everyone was reading into it. Right. Like so it doesn't count. Like not I think count, count. I think it was removed. Mm. Is what I think was what happened, but 
That's just my take. Okay. I think I think yeah. I'm pretty sure. I I I feel like I was right on the fact that like Wendy was supposed to let out. I think so. Uh, and regularly. I just wanted I. We all wanted to see that movie. I just want to say all the queer moments are more sapphic. Velma with Velma and Daphne. Velma uh, Gre- yeah. Grease Rise of the Pink Ladies, Dead Ringers, and Peter Pan and Wendy. So, yeah, wow. The good gays year. have lost. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe for me, Velma. Because that at least was like... It delivered more. And they weren't crazy bitches like in Dead Ringers, you know? <laughs> or side characters. <laughs> it was kind of a focal point. Uh, focal story. So I don't know. In Dead Ringers, like they were straight up, they were crazy, but like they were crazy. They were still successful, powerful women, though. Like they were. Like, well, what's more important, to be mentally stable or to be rich? Well, that's something we can say for sure this season. Like in terms yeah. of mental stability, <laughs> like <laughs> we don't got many ment. Uh, like it's been a terrible year for uh, mental health representation. I'll tell you that much. Between Dead Ringers, Fatal Attraction. Uh, what else, what's another one that had like I think even Velma because she's suffering from basically PTSD. Yes. Uh, Peter Pan syndrome is a thing that's real. Uh, Little Mermaid. That's not Stockholm syndrome. What is what? What is Little Mermaid's like? Mental? Yeah, Belle is Stockholm syndrome. I don't know. Is Belle she... is Stockholm. I'm not sure. There's something. Little Mermaid changes who she is. There's something there. Hmm. Uh, then the Flash, you know, Ezra Miller definitely has some demons he's fighting in real life. So I don't know, just just an observation that's just been like, uh-huh. maybe the pandemic was hard on us. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's gonna get even harder when I ask, you know, mi gente, what's your favorite Latinx moment? Because I'm looking at this list and I'm like, are there even any? The one that comes to mind is in the Flash. Are that's the one that came to mind too? Are like let let uh, Latina. Uh, Supergirl. Well, so I think about I don't the think... one pink lady who was um, Hispanic. Oh, yeah, the lead. The lead was Hispanic. She was yeah. Hispanic. I think in, there was uh... like, yeah, the, the the one that was like deemed the slut. Right. Um, The complex one, I suppose, from what I remember. It's been a while. Maybe I'm mislabeling her. And in that <laughs> 90s show, I mean, the whole friend group was very diverse. I think there at least was one latinx in there this was is bad it? this is this is a lack of i feel like last year was so strong and now we're just last like it was really strong we're grasping air here there's nothing yeah 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 i mean does anna anna taylor joy counts for super mario brothers as peach wow i mean that would we'd have to take that because we have nothing <laughs> Oh yeah, outside of the flashes, uh, uh, moment of has giving us a a Hispanic Supergirl. Yeah. Well, and the mom, which oh, technically means the Flash. I mean, we know that she made a lot of spaghetti. Uh, uh, yeah, I thought she was Italian. Maybe I don't know. Uh, we, yeah. Uh, See, look, we got <laughs> nothing. <laughs> like, yeah, like. We we really just got nothing it's, here for that. Yeah, there's a uh, Latino representation. There's none. Yeah. Wait, did we do Wakanda Forever? Was that, that was last, last year? year. That was last year. Oh wow, yeah. that was. I was gonna say it's just like. What but that's more indigenous and not really like Hispanic. That's it's also not, true. That was. Well. Yeah. So. So, okay. Well, are any of these a reason to go to the theater again? 
Ooh, that's a rough question. My answer is so far no. Um, actually, I did like Dungeons and Dragons. I think it was. Ah. Like, I didn't. I don't know if I needed to see in the theaters though. Like if I saw that at home, I think. Actually, rewatched. I rarely rewatch movies. I have rewatched it at home. Oh wow! Uh, okay. And the Flash was fun to see in the theaters, if only to see because I never got to really experience Michael Keaton in theaters growing up. Right? Same. Like, that was, like, I mean, I, I kind of might have, but I don't remember. I remember Val Kilmer and George Clooney, but I don't remember. Michael yeah, those Keaton. I remember seeing in theaters, not yeah. not Michael Keaton. So that was yeah. like a nice. Indiana Jones. I mean, I know I bombed. <laughs> because like would I have watched this movie no yeah if it weren't uh, for the pod I know yeah so and do I need to see in the theater no because actually I didn't care for the action like the action sequences right like I think my selling point for Indian Jones was the girl the woman who plays Queen Mag I think she was so good she was great she was great and yeah I don't know if I need to be in the theaters to see that so so far we don't have a Top Gun yet we don't have like a reason to go to the movies I hope in a couple of weeks, we will have that. Yeah, seriously. Like our savior for the film industry. Uh, Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer. <laughs> seriously, it's such an event. You know, people are actually going to go to the theater. I hope. Watch. Barbenheimer is a thing. No one shows up. No. Uh, the sales. I think AMC had already said like, oh, yeah, no, they've seen like a lot of people. It seems like a lot of people are buying like tickets yeah. for both. Yeah, I already bought some tickets, so... And yeah, there are some that are already sold out. Um, I just saw Mission Impossible. That's a reason to go back to the theater, but we didn't cover that on the podcast. I guess out of the things on the list for that we've covered for the podcast, my most memorable movie theater experience has been The Little Mermaid. Witnessing how this movie has impacted a certain demographic, that was lovely to see. And those are the things that you get, and it makes more sense mm. as to how it's hitting a cultural zeitgeist when you're actually surrounded by people, right? If you're in your own little, like, you're just in your room and you're in a bubble, uh, unless you're, like, constantly on the internet, you don't really know how people are receiving this, and you can't really feel it for yourself. Uh, it's called chronically online. Chronically online. There you go. So. Uh, and, yeah. Yeah, I mean... I mean, I guess The Little Mermaid was fine. Too. Uh, again, it's not one that, like... I feel like, like you liked it more than you're saying. I did. I, it's not to say that I didn't like it. Mm. But is it enough of a reason for me to go to the theaters? Got it. Got the it. The answer is no for mm. that one. I Actually, you know what movie I just saw in theaters? And I was just like... I liked it a lot. I didn't need to see in theaters. What was it? It was Asteroid City. You saw that in theaters? I saw it in theaters, and I was just like, oh, I like this movie. I didn't need to see this in theaters, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised. Like, why? Did you go on, like, a date night with some people or something? It was my husband? Yeah. like it Oh, was. you went on a date <laughs> night with your husband. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we went, to, we went to check out Asteroid City because uh, uh, part of our plans fell through for fourth of july so we were just like all right well i'm not gonna go asking people for people i turned down you know for <laughs> the holiday and like go and be like hey is that invite still there so i was just like nah fuck it let's go to the theaters and so we went to the theaters nice good call good call yeah, and, yeah. Uh, it was an empty theater which i loved except for the fact that like of course of course like the only we were like in the one row where like other people decided to sit Yep, of course, of course. And you were in the most like, desirable row. Fucking theater is empty, and you guys had to fucking book 
book here. That's what they were saying about you too, I swear. Well, I booked first. Because <laughs> when I booked, there was no one on that row. <laughs> so... I saw Mission Impossible in an insanely packed theater, and when I like there was traffic getting out of that goddamn parking lot, I was like, "Wow!" And I got a MIIMF pin and a poster because I saw it in an advanced screening, and it was awesome. It was fucking awesome. Theaters, man, nothing like Movie? it. Yeah, Mission Impossible is oh. fun, man. Mackenzie knows. You. She does. I don't. I just don't know. I mean, if you don't like nonstop thrills and action, then don't see it. Um, sure. <laughs> if that's not your cup of tea, but if it is, uh, go see it. Yeah. No. I look. I, look. I come on to the Tom Cruise. I understand why Tom Cruise is a star. So, like, I'm not like knock. I'm not knocking the film. Like, I, I just mm-hmm. haven't seen the franchise, and I don't really feel like jumping in. Absolutely. Anymore. Totally get it. Totally get uh, it. Yeah, no, it's been, as far as I'm concerned, it's kind of been a weak year in movies. I've got to the movies a lot more this year, but, like, I'm always just like, ugh. <laughs> was that worth it? Was this worth it? Well, was Evil Dead Rise worth it? I think it was. You said you were glad oh, you saw me, that. Oh, for me, I did that one. I did like that one a lot. Yeah. I think that was a very, very good movie. I don't. Again, not a reason to go to the movies, but, like, I enjoyed it. <laughs> but you're glad you did. You Super Mario was fun, you know. Yeah. Dungeons and Dragons was fun. You liked The Flash more than you thought you were going to. Yeah, uh, again, but these aren't all, like, I don't... They're not Top Gun, Maverick. No, they're not Top Gun. That is a high bar right That's kind of the bar I will be kind of basing movies. Like, Barbie. That's across the, that, that is Yeah, Barbie is up there. Barbie, high expectations. I kind of need to chill out with that, because... It could most definitely disappoint. It, I mean, in all likelihood, it probably will. Let's be yeah. very <laughs> Which is, we will be covering Barbie, guys, in about two weeks. Hopefully, we can have Mackenzie on for that, who also just launched her own podcast called The World Needs Nerds, mm-hmm. brought to you by LA Comic Con. You guys should totally check that out. Um, I don't know what we're going to be doing next week. We might take the week off and just prepare ourselves for Barbie, but... It's it's Hot Girl Summer, and we're ready to cover that, and I'm super excited. Is that what people are calling it, Hot Girl Summer? Are you going to go in pink? Yes. Mm. I never wear pink, but I would go for Barbie. It's an event. What do you have that's pink? Uh, I have to buy something because I don't like pink. We talked about this, actually. So You have nothing in pink? I have nothing. Wow. I have one button-down shirt that I'm not going to wear in the middle of July. Oh, is it like a long sleeve? Yes. Hmm. So do I have any? I mean, I have pink stuff. I just don't know if it's like uh, it's not like hot pink. Mm. Yeah, it's and like I guess hot pink is go. yeah, hot pink you summer. Gotta go, you got yeah, you do have to go in a hot pink for for Barbie. Uh, I think Eddie is like buying an outfit also for. That is so cute. It's an event. Barbie. I love this so much. Oh yeah, no. I mean, if you're not gonna go wear, if you're not wearing pink for Barbie, why are you even going? Yeah. And. No, absolutely. So, guys, tune in when we talk about that. Uh, anything else we want to say for this mid-cap, uh, mid cap, mid year recap episode? Mm, no, I still haven't seen Avatar: Way of Water. I probably never will. I have not. It is on one. Disney Plus, but no, if you if you're gonna it's see it at HBO home, Max. it won't be worth it. So just skip it. I, the movie wouldn't be worth it even if I was starting in theaters. To be quite honest, like I just hate it. It does work in time. theaters, but I completely—I was with you. The second movie, it kind of got me a little bit more, and I think I'm a little softer now. 
but I completely I get it. Ew. How? I know. Why? Like. I know. No. I'm a soft I just, boy. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> I... Yeah. No, we'll just leave it at that. I was gonna say, there's another Avatar coming out soon, right? Or anything? Yeah, there's supposed to be like five. So. Five. Jesus. I'm pretty five. sure that's what James Cameron originally said. So. Oh God. All right. All right. Well, guys. What do you think? What do you think about this year so far? Did you have some favorites and least favorites that you guys wanted to share? These are the ways that you can contact us and let us know your thoughts. You can email us, remakesrebootsrevivals at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Instagram, at remakesrebootsrevivals. You can hit us up on Twitter, at remakespodcast. You can reach out to us on either Facebook or YouTube. Like, comment on any of our stuff just by searching for Remakes, Reboots, and Revivals. And if you're listening to this on a podcasting platform, go to that podcasting platform now. Follow us rate us and if you can leave us a review let us know your thoughts yeah we'd love to hear from you absolutely and if you have like episode recommendations or like hey it'd be great if you cover this let us know because yeah sometimes things pass us by sometimes they do so absolutely all right well until next time stay Stay unoriginal. unoriginal